0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 6 o'clock.
2: Talk you in Atlanta for your ride home. Oh snap, no they didn't. A boneless rib sandwich. Brought to you by
3: Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio
2: 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, A lot of you today are in flux. Because either you're on board with what you're hearing about the potential of the Falcons uh, maybe trading for Justin Fields. Or you're not. Some of you are feeling some kind of way about, like, oh, this is the wrong move. And, Mike, we get it. Um, Guys, we don't – we're not telling you 100% because nobody can, that this is the winning move, that this is the the thing that's going to get us over the top. But we have to feel good about the fact that if they do something like this, Mike, that we've got to trust the fact that, hey, they feel like they can get out of him, whatever it is that you've been talking about, to improve his overall numbers and to make him a better quarterback. Right. That's if it happens. If it doesn't happen, okay, then we still have other options on the table. But I will say this, Mike, if they don't do the Justin Fields thing, because I do think it's the least inexpensive, when you talk about just giving up a potential second or third mm-hmm. to get him, you're not having to pay Russell Wilson, you know, 30 or $40 million over the next four years. I think it's the least inexpensive thing you can do. Certainly, Kirk Cousins, we said, right. he probably ends up back in Minnesota, but even that would be expensive. The least expensive is drafting your guy, but then you're giving up draft capital for the future. Right, and and that's why like the, 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 the key is, and that's why guys like, why are you so
3: anti-fields? I'm not anti-fields. I'm anti the concept of it because he's got to ball out. You got to get him up to twenty-five touchdown. I mean, everyone's got whatever your metric is—twenty-five to is. thirty touchdowns. Twenty-five, thirty. Yes. You got to get the, the completion percentage. I know, guys. Why well, you harping on that? Because it matters. He's thirtieth in the NFL. I gave you the numbers. Both Mariota and he played thirteen games in their last season as a starter. You know, Mariota two years ago here. Numbers are nearly identical. So, I mean, that's got to be improved because if it's not, then you've got to decide, well, crap, am I going to franchise tag? Am I going to give him a monster contract? Monster contracts going to be a minimum guy's quarter of a million. The market's been reset. The cap's gone up, right? So that's my only concern. How, can you guarantee me that Fields is going to come in here, ball out, and then we're going to have the happy problem of having to go pay him or he stinks it up and then you've got to start right back from scratch and maybe, well, the new, and maybe the
2: quarterback class the following year isn't as good. True. And, and here's what's even worse than that, Mike. It, it, balling out is easy. That means you pay him, right? right. That means you believe that's, that's the in good, him. That's the good resolution, right? I think the thing that's even worse if it's if it's mediocre and you're still indecisive about whether or not it is what we think it is or what it can be. I think it has to be one or the other, and so mm-hmm. I, yeah, the bowling out. I'm, I'm not worried about that because that makes it really easy. But if it's if it's mediocre and oh well, he can be really good. We're still talking about that. Then that becomes uh, the, the fundamental issue as you try to move forward. It's Duke's and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9. The game. Now you did give some numbers earlier mm-hmm. about Lamar Jackson and his last 20 games compared to, to uh, Justin Fields last 20 games, and they were very comparable. Which again, for me, I said this last season once he came off the injury. The Bears were a different team. He played better. The team played better. And I thought he showed some real promise. But, again, the Bears are in a very unique situation. And I I think I said this earlier, and I'll say it again. They're in a situation. This isn't they can't win without fields, or they they don't think they can win with him. This is you have the number one pick with a transformative player, and you have the number one pick, and he happens to play quarterback. You can't pass that up. And you get to reset the rookie uh, clock, Mike, with his salary, the rookie wage scale, You're not having to pay him the kind of money we're talking about elsewhere right now for four to five more years. But I would say this. Regardless
3: of what you or anybody else thinks happened in Chicago or didn't happen, there's dysfunction, the, the offensive line, the, the coaching carousel, the lack of playmakers. All of that. If he had done his job to a level and, and perhaps they needed to support, give him all those things and support him, you would never have this conversation. After three years, you're moving on from a first-round pick. You're moving on because he didn't, for whatever the circumstance, he didn't do the job. And you are, yes, to blame, part and part, but the organization as a whole, I get your money argument, they're saying he, he can't do the job. He is a mediocre quarterback. We're moving on. We're going to go with a guy that's completely unknown. What he's going to do? That's not what they're saying. No, no, they, they're that's saying not what they're they don't saying. know what. No one knows what Caleb Williams is going to be. They're moving on from this guy because
2: he could not do the job. That's not what they're saying. What that, are that, they that, saying? That, that, that's not what they're saying, Mike. They're saying this is a unique situation. If we were in this situation, we'd be moving on. Huh? You get to reset the rookie but why, clock. But
3: why? We're moving on because the guy couldn't do the job. You could if, you, if, you if do that. If it is third year, he threw for thirty touchdowns. You would not be thinking about Caleb Williams. This is a smart play by the Bears. It
2: doesn't matter if it was the Bears or the commanders no, or the Rams. You're moving the
3: goalposts in this argument. He didn't anything. do I'm the telling, job.
2: I'm telling you what, what this is about. And no
3: team drafts a guy 11th to move on from him three years later unless he didn't do the job.
2: But well, why didn't he do the job in your opinion then?
3: I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's that consistent. I think he was assistant quarterback at Ohio State that needs a lot of coaching. And and if we do move on with him, I hope he gets that coaching.
2: Because I see the brilliance in his game, but he's too inconsistent. I can name five guys right now off the top of my head that were in similar situations who got drafted to crappy situations and their careers went nowhere. It happens. You have to have coaching and the right support systems Mm -hmm. in place. The Bears as an organization have been a mess. And if you don't believe me, ask Bears fans for the last 40 years. Ask Bears fans who their quarterbacks have been. Right. They get this position wrong because they've never put it in prioritized, putting guys around that position, Mike, that matter. Justin just got a number one wide receiver through a trade with DJ Moore. He never had that his first two years. The offensive line's a joke. I am never going to tell you that it's not on the player to be better because it is. But I got to tell you, there are reasons why guys fail in this league when they're not given an opportunity Look, to have the proper pieces around.
3: I agree that Claypool was a joke, and they got fleeced by the still. Claypool they, was a joke.
2: But they brought in D.J. Moore, and the guy only threw 16 touchdowns. Yes, but D.J. Moore is the first time he's had a number but, one but receiver. And he only
3: threw 16 touchdowns. How many was he again? supposed to throw? Uh, well, I mean, the benchmark, car, unless it's 1975, you're 25 what? touchdowns. So who else is he throwing to, Mike? Well, I mean, who did Mariota throw his touchdown to? We had Drake, London, and and Pitts didn't even get the ball because Mariota had the same numbers in
2: 13 games that Fields did. Yeah, and I know that Marcus Mariota threw a grenade ball that everybody still laughs about. That is not the problem. The problem is who was he throwing to? Name the guys he was throwing to outside of DJ Moore. All right, so why did the Rams move on from uh, Jared Goff? Uh, you
3: tell me because they thought he couldn't do the job, that's why they brought Stafford in. They moved on from a guy. They had a big sample. They even took him to a Super Bowl. They said he's not the guy. They got rid of him, and that's why the Bears are getting rid of Justin
2: Fields. I don't believe that to be true. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. This is an unique situation that they're in. And if we were in the number one pick with a guy that was transformative, allegedly, in Caleb Williams, and we could rec- we could go from paying potentially twenty five, thirty, thirty five, forty, fifty million dollars. At one position, and we say, hey, what if he gives us this on the cheap for the next four years? It's a smart NFL cap play. If, if, if the guy you pick
3: up is good – you don't know what he is going to be. You don't know what Caleb Williams is going to be. You've seen three we don't years know of what any of these you, guys, are but you've be. seen three years of Fields, and you're saying I'm done with him to go with an unknown. We don't know what any of these guys. But, are but, but, be. but the argument, Carl, you're saying it's all about dollars. You've had three it years is. to see what Justin Fields is, and you're moving on to take a guy who's never played
2: it down in the NFL. It, it is about dollars. If you don't believe me, look at the, look they're, at look at what the Broncos are getting end of the rid season, of him Mike. because he's too inconsistent. Well, what did the Broncos do at the end of the season with Russell Wilson? They sat him. Why?
3: Because they're going to have to pick up his option that they do- don't want to pay dollars. Yeah, pay do- dollars. Okay, it all has to do with dollars at the end of the day,
2: and it's about right, paying. Right, so, guys. so
3: you're telling me if Justin Fields had thrown for 30 touchdowns, ran for 900 yards, they still be moving on because Caleb Williams is cheaper? Yeah. They would never do that yeah, and yeah. You know, Now you're lying yeah. to yourself That's wh- ridiculous wh- wh- Why would I? If you had a franchise Because then he would have Established himself in year three he's Like Josh Allen As a franchise quarterback Which you
2: would never Move on from You would, would be, keep him That would be Why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? That, that, why, he, why are you yelling? That that's not going to get anything accomplished. The argument one is silly. One year doesn't make
3: or break you, does it? Who moves on from if if Fields had done the job, if he had done the numbers,
2: whatever For three your metric is, if he had done that, absolutely. If he did that last year, so you the telli- proper support group around him. Right, but now you're, if telling, you're telling, me, telling me that so now they would
3: So he never evolved. So he's never evolved because the organization is flawed. No, There's I, no involvement from Caleb Williams. No, I mean, no, from, no, no. From Justin Fields.
2: What did I and, tell you earlier today? What did I say? How much was his fault? What did I say? I said 30%. Correct. You have to give blame to the player because I can't sit here and tell you that Justin doesn't need to get better. Everybody needs to get better. But the idea that he completely is not capable of getting the job done and you don't want him here, I just feel like that is not the answer. That is not what I think is going to happen. And and whether he comes here, by the way, or somewhere else, we're going to find out, Mike, because Mm -hmm. he's got to get the coaching and the support that you need to be great in this league. You brought this up when the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. You said Patrick Mahomes went to a really good situation. He did. Yes, there was a playoff caliber team
3: that was winning nine or ten games. It he was the perfect did. spot. It helps. But Who's he playing for?
2: Andy Reid. It
3: helps. Yeah. Let's not ignore these things. Yeah, but I mean, at what point do you say, now here's the, here's the if, the big if for us. If this was, if you look at Pickett, how many guys right now in their car that want, you want fields? You think Pickett's a bust. You thought Trubisky was a bust. You think Zach Wilson's a bust. Zach Wilson has a great defense, has playmakers. He had a bunch of weapons around him. Aaron Rodgers goes down. He can't do the job. He's a bust. But Justin Fields... Again, he gets the pass because he went to Kennesaw, because he's a local kid that you want to see, you but want to capture some that a, magic.
2: Who's giving them pass?
3: Everybody, guys, who are ignoring the the numbers and the facts here that he's an inconsistent quarterback that you guys somehow feel is going to get the magic fairy dust from Zach Robinson, who's now going to be consistent. And then you'll, by the way, you're going to have to turn around and give him a quarter of a million dollars or franchise tag him. Wait he's got to evolve. So, you guys are betting on a huge come. So I'd a rather take. I'd rather take the unknown of a rookie quarterback since you're so concerned with so money wait a and not, have it's, control. It's not money
2: now, right? You're talking about giving him a quarter billion dollars. If he balls out, who cares? So it's why did, about money? And if he had balled, is it about money? And if he had balled out, wouldn't the Bears have kept him? It's about money. And if the and if you're had, worried about
3: giving him a quarter million dollars, if he balls out, who cares? Well, we have got our guy. But if he had balled out, why would he still be a Bear? But that's the deal. If you don't had, want to admit this is no, money. It's, no, it's not money. You don't admit he's not good. He is good. He's, then why do you have 16 touchdowns and he's being released by the Bears? He is good.
2: He could be better. But there's half the league like that. It's a, there's I, only no, five guys no, that are really good in this league. Now, I'll agree with a, you. I'll, you I'll talk agree about with you about on that one. You talk about everybody like everybody's balling out. There's only about five guys that you take over, right. over anybody in this league. And, and it starts with Mahomes, right? And then you go Lamar, Josh Allen. Who, you're taking Dak over who? You're not. I mean, we could go down the list, Mike. So all these guys need to get better. But the idea is, let's not worry about what it's going to cost us if we realize he is ultimately the guy, and you pay him. So what? Every team's taking a risk. Baltimore didn't want to pay Lamar. Guess what? He won another MVP. That's the price of doing business. All right,
3: if you are a quarterback who's getting the job done, you're not gone after year three. That's the NFL. If he was an elite quarterback, if he was a better-than-average quarterback, he's 30th in the league in in, in in completion percentage. And I know you guys want razzle dazzle, and you want, and I hope we get it. And I hope we're talking on Mondays about great, exciting wins and all the things we're hoping to get. By the way, but you guys cannot, and you cannot, let, you cannot it. guarantee let's, me that we're going to take this guy
2: from where he is no, and get him to be an elite NFL quarterback. And, and, and nor would I. But I can't guarantee you that's going to happen with Jaden Daniels, and I can't guarantee you that would happen with anyone else that we would end up picking up. I can't, and neither can you. That is the risk in all of this. But I can tell you this, certain skill sets that guys possess can be enhanced upon if giving the right and proper coaching. And that I know for a fact. And I don't know if Justin gets that here. And and let's say this real quick. He's not coming. We don't know if this is happening. We're Hmm. telling you there's smoke at the combine that this is something that may ultimately play out. And I've been telling you this for weeks. Bring him home. If you think this is the guy, Falcons make the move, trade him, Go get them. Go get the guy. But if you don't, Mike, then we're in the draft, and everything yes. you're talking about will be saying the same thing about the guys that we potentially draft.
3: At the end of the day, I would take a new quarterback. That if you're so concerned about money, I got five years control of, and, and that's the smart and I play. Hope he's the elite guy. But you're telling me I'm getting a project that I've got to fix. And if he's if he's fixed to the point. Whatever your line is that says this means we keep him, you either franchise tag him, pay him top five, or you got to pay him a boatload
2: of money after just one season here. That's a risk I don't accept. Okay. And that's the risk of doing business in the NFL. We're coming back. we got more to get to. Matt Verteram is at the Combine. Stay there. We ask him about Justin and much more on Dukes and Bell.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order.
4: Additional terms apply.
2: The most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Let's talk to our man, Matt Verneram. SI.com. SI. NFL writer. He's at the Combine. Uh... I understand you had Wendy's. How you like those surcharges, those surge charges? <laughs> I mean, no, not Wendy. It's windy. Oh!
1: It is windy, man. Windy! The first two days here. Yeah, I'm not paying surcharges for fast food. Are you <laughs> uh, the, 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 first, the first two days here was 70-plus degrees. I mean, it couldn't have been. It was beautiful. Now, it's sunny, but it's like standing in a wind tunnel, and it's 30 degrees. Oh, so, uh, yep. we, we've returned to uh, the correct weather in Indianapolis. It's just,
3: yeah, it's that's not my favorite city either. Matt, Yeah, by the way, Wendy's, uh, they're walking back those claims, by the way, about uh, the dynamic pricing. More on that coming up on our show. Speaking of dynamic, uh, it, a lot of wind blowing. That It's going to be fields coming here to Atlanta. If we're giving up a second rounder, can, he was trending the right way. We've just looked at some numbers where the last 20 games, the, the numbers are better. But do you see him becoming an elite quarterback in this league here in
1: Atlanta? I, I don't, but I will say this. If you're the Falcons – that's not the worst gamble to make, right? I mean, you're bringing in a new head coach. It's obvious that Desmond Ritter at this point is not the future. And Raheem Morris is fine if you listen to him talk yesterday. Um, do you take J.J. McCarthy at eight, or do you take well, – I, I, that's the whole thing. I don't know that you're overly enthused by that. Now, look, maybe J.J. McCarthy turns out to be great, and he's worth a you know, the number eight overall pick. I don't know that – that's the best use of that resource. So if I'm Terry Fontenot and I'm bringing Morris, and I'm sitting there thinking about what is the best move to make, a second-round pick for Fields, who's a cheap, talented quarterback, like, I'm fine with that. And if it doesn't work out, yeah, listen, it's a second-round pick. It's not something to mm-hmm. sneeze at. But I think that's worth the gamble on a guy who I, I don't know that it has ever had a real chance to succeed in Chicago. So I'd like to see what would happen with London and Robinson and Pitcher by his side.
3: Talking with Matt Vertoram, guys. Uh, He is a senior NFL writer for
2: SI. Yeah, and as we've been talking about these edge rushers, because we found out today the Falcons spoke with two guys we really like, um, and and we think that might be, if they go free agency, that might be the angle in which the Falcons go at eight. Tell me what you think about, you know, Jared Verse and, and these guys. I mean, Right now, we're still trying to figure out more information about him, and I think we'll know more by the end of the week, Matt, but, but what do you think? You know, I think
1: talking to people around here and talking to GMs and, and, and personnel men in the league, there's a thought that this could be a draft where the first 10 picks are all offensive players. Like, they, they, that it's, it's a very top-heavy draft that probably drops off after the top 100 guys or so, um, but then a lot of people look at it and think, you know what? The, the top ten guys, you could be looking at four quarterbacks, you know, a, ha- a couple of tackles and, and a few receivers. And I wonder if you're the Falcons, if you're looking at a guy like Vers, if you're looking at it, out of a kid at UCLA. Like, do you trade back? And and like, so let's let's actually play this out a bit. Let's say you trade your second round pick for Fields. Well, you could take that eighth overall pick if you love the defensive end. You could probably trade back four or five, six spots still get the guy, and recoup some draft assets, and hey, basically got Fields for nothing. So I'm curious to see if that's a strategy where the Falcons go, hey, look, we could get Fields, and if we trade a few spots back, still get one of the two or three guys that we're looking at that we like, and walk away pretty much saying, hey, other than paying Fields, got him for nothing. I I think there's a lot of ways that Fondo can go about this and really kind of game it in a way that the Falcons walk out of here feeling very good about themselves.
3: There were some stories about the Bears talking to the Patriots. Is that all smoke, just a bunch of nonsense, the idea that they would make a deal with the Patriots, send fields to New England, and then they would take the third pick? Or is it you – you're not buying that?
1: I, I just can't well, – you, you never know. I mean, this time of year, everybody's talking to everybody. Everybody's playing out scenarios. I mean, that there's whenever there's a rumor, you're always trying to parse out how, how much of that is fact, how much of it's fiction – I mean, the Patriots seem to quarterback. There's no question about that. It's run, it was, you know, he's trying to get this thing off the ground in New England. get a new day there. I mean, Belichick's long gone now. So you're trying to figure it out. I, I think the biggest question if you're the Bears is how do you get the most out of it? I mean, what, I don't think anybody's given up a first-round pick. Mm. So can you, can you get a second and change? Can you do that? You know, do you care if you're getting the 35th pick in the second round or the 39th? Does it matter that much? I mean, I, hmm. look, I think New England's certainly in the market for a quarterback, but I don't, I don't know that all of a sudden, you know, they're in any better of a spot than anybody else. I think, I think if Fields goes on the market, which he is right now, you know, there's going to be suitors. It's just going to be a question of who's willing to give the Bears the best offer.
2: Matt Verduran, our guest, guys, SI NFL writer from the Combine here on Dukes and Bell. Um, Caleb Williams is considered to be, you know, head and shoulders better than everybody else at at that position in this particular draft. I want to get your opinions on him. And then he spoke to various teams today, or he's speaking to various teams, including the Falcons. Um, There were rumors out there, Matt, about, you know, hey, does he want to dictate where he ends up and where he goes in this draft? And then he came out, I think it was yesterday, and said, no, that's not true. I don't want to, you know, dictate any terms. I just want to be happy to go wherever I'm going to be drafted. Do you believe any of that? Yeah, look, I think any of these guys that are are going to be top five
1: picks, you know, players of that, especially quarterbacks, the quarterbacks always have the most leverage. Yeah, look, I mean, they definitely want to have a say in the future. And and frankly, who doesn't? Who doesn't want to have a say in the future? I, I think there is part of that. At the same point, I don't think Caleb Williams is this guy who's going to be a malcontent, who's going to be a problem. I mean, I think. I mean, look, you want to be sold on the fact that where you're going is not going to destroy your career. I, I look at Bryce Young. Now, Bryce Young, you could argue, look, maybe he's just not going to be good because he's just not going to be that good. The Panthers are a disaster. <laughs> I mean, that is a situation where you have no chance. Mm. The ownership's a train wreck. You, I mean, think about it. if You're Bryce Young. Like it's hard enough to come to the NFL. And a, what was it, 11 games in? They fire your head coach? Yeah. I mean, you just you have no shot. So I think if you're if you're Caleb Williams, you know, understandably, you want to know, hey, what's the plan here? If I come, what is the plan? What are we doing? What's the thought? I think it's more about reassurance than anything else. But yeah, I think in this class, if you're gonna if you're the Bears, I don't know how you don't take him. Like I don't know what the mental gymnastics are that you sit there and go, no, we're gonna take somebody else, or we're gonna sit on and hold on to the field. I just don't think you can do that with any kind of reasonable thought process.
3: It is uh, Matt Vertoram. He's up there in tropical Indianapolis from SI with us on the, <laughs> the com hotline. Hey, here's one, because we've gone skill position, skill position, skill position. What if we go address the uh, the edge rush we've been dying for through uh, free agency, and then we go get, like, right. Rome at Dunze or something like that, and then all of a sudden we got some real weapons for Fields that he never had in Chicago. Fields is coming.
1: Hey, look, there's a lot of different ways to win in the NFL. Now, I, I think the Falcons, I mean, it' it's a, it's a talented team already, a lot of weapons. Um, but, yeah, at the same point, look, you know, free agency is going to be very interesting this year, offensively speaking, because, you know, we've talked a lot about the receivers, and, of course, Higgins now is tagged, and, and I, I think, you know, Pittman, the Colts wouldn't commit to it today when Ballard was speaking. I, I think they're going to tag him if they have to. Mm-hmm. If you're a team that needs a receiver, why would you spend big money? Like, you can just draft one of 10 guys in the first 60 picks, so, you know, I, I think you have that. But on the flip side of that, defensively, if you need an edge rusher, if you need if you need a guy up front, D tackle, like you might very well look at free agency and say, you know what, there's a, there's probably a better chance I get somebody good here than in draft. Now, there's always going to be a handful of guys you like, but I think for the Falcons, yeah, you could definitely look at this and go, hey, you know what, we're going to go after a Jonathan Grenard in free agency. We're going to You know, If Josh Allen were to hit the market, if if Jacksonville lets him hit the market for some unforeseen reason, yeah, there's always a way to look at this and go, hey, you know what? We can take care of one need now. It gives us more options in the draft, and that's really what you want. You want optionality, and you want flexibility.
2: Matt, uh, we find out today the Jets are going to allow Zach Wilson to seek a trade. Um, Does anybody want Zach Wilson with what we've seen with the New York football Jets? No.
1: Nope. So, uh, good, good luck. Good luck. I. I'm, and this is this is what I talk about. It's like the fact and fiction stuff. Like, what are we doing? I was standing right there when when they talked about that. At the pressure. It's like, okay, great. He's gonna go seek a trade. I'm gonna go out and seek five million dollars. I mean, that's nice. Right. I, who who's doing this? Right. I mean, like, is there any world? Like, even like, let's even say. For whatever the reason, you're like, you know who I'm in on? I'm in on Zach Wilson. Okay, fine. Who's trading for Zach Wilson? Like, the Jets are going to cut him. The Jets don't want him back. It's over. Like, Zach doesn't want to be there. The Jets obviously have no future plans for him. Like, why in the world, if if you're a team that has any interest, maybe you think he's going to be a reclamation project, fine. Why would you trade for him? And if you did, like, let's even say there's a team. that says, you know what? Okay, we really, for whatever the reason, are into him. What are you going to give up? A seventh round conditional in twenty twenty seven. You know, it's not. I thought there's going to be a bidding war. I, right. th- the whole thing is just peak, uh, you know, combine time. Right.
3: Yeah, Matt's up there. Matt for from SI. We got like thirty seconds left. Where's Russell Wilson going to wind up?
1: I think I think Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense and i'll tell you one other one the raiders the raiders i actually if you said i would say the raiders make the most sense for a few reasons he wanted to go there uh or at least it was one of the options he presented when he was trying to get out of seattle and they need a bridge garoppolo at this point they can cut him and save a ton of money after the suspension aiden o'connell's not the answer like i think wilson you know he knows the division he's he's I just think there's a lot of, of arrows that would point to that being a reasonable outcome.
2: Matt, it's always good to talk with you, man. Uh, can't wait to see and read what you have to say about more information we find out this week. Check him out, guys. SINFL writer Matt Verderam. Thanks again, brother.
1: Hey, you got it anytime.
2: Good stuff from him from the combine. We'll go into the combine tomorrow. We'll grab some more guests as well. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 929 two nine. the game. Appreciate you guys as always. We love our listeners, man. Without you guys, there would be no us. Understand. Mike and I, all right, are besties. And we're having a conversation about our team and its quarterback. It's not personal. We're not, ha- I'm not going right. to walk out in the hallway and punch Mike. That's not this. That's was, not us.
3: I was telling Carl, I think some guys on the text line on social media, they think it's like Skip Bayless and like uh, Shannon Sharp at the end. No, we, no we, we're having a spirited conversation. Now, I, as I argue, I do yell. I'm Irish. It does come out, but yeah. It's- After y'all finished, Carl hopped in his laptop,
2: Mike pulled out his phone. That's what happened. Crazy. There was no, no punches no, thrown. man, I mean, listen, <laughs> we are the same two guys like your boys who go out, have right. a brew and you're like, man, you're crazy. That, that, Dude's not any good. That's Carl went and got some water. That was it. But really
3: did. But it's funny because it's because again, I think you realize when we have an argument, it's a legitimate argument. We don't come like some other radio shows around the country in the city where you go, you know, all right, you take point A and I'll take point B, like they do on
2: ESPN. We don't do that here. It's, it's We have a real legitimate beef. It's it's natural and organic. And by the way, we still we don't know which way this is going, but we're laying it all out for you. As one guy said, "Man, I'm so tired of Justin Fields thing." Until it happens, right. When it happens, by then the what way, are you
3: going to say? I'm a Falcon fan. I said it on Twitter. I'll get behind it if it's what the case is. I've just given you the argument against it. No
2: contrivances on Dukes and Bell, people. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. All right, got to get to the last call, and it's a pretty cool one, but mm. unfortunately we lost one of the greats. Mm. Richard Lewis passed away today, Mike. And for those who don't know, before we ask the question – Let's talk a little bit about Richard Lewis. Of course, oh, you man. saw him in Curb Your Enthusiasm.
5: I
3: love the guy. I mean, just such the, the whole neurotic, you know, Seinfeld kind of got it from Richard Lewis, if you're honest. And I, I think, you know, other Paul Reiser kind of stole Richard Lewis's act. Yep. Good but, call. I mean, just a tremendous comic. We actually met him. We did the show at Mickey Mantle's in 99 when the Braves played the Yankees. sitting at the bar. I was working with Steak at the time. Yeah. And Richard Lewis came over, chatted with us, came on the air. It was, it was a big thrill. It was a lot of fun. But just a lovable guy. He was so good because of the nature of the, of the connection with Larry David and the way ad-lib. Anyway, he passed away at age 76 today. He had just
2: stopped touring because he'd been dealing with Parkinson's. And he's in a variety of movie roles. I right. mean, you've seen him over the years. If you guys are like, man, the name sounds familiar. If I showed you a picture, you'd know who he is. All right. In his, his, his honor today, in passing. Uh, who's your favorite TV show sidekick of all time? George Costanza, Norm from Cheers. Mike, we're talking about this. Maybe Dwight Schrute from The Office. From The Office. <laughs> who is your favorite TV show sidekick of all time? All right. 404 726 0929, 404 726 0929. It's tonight's last call.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.
4: our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
5: Time for all.
2: One last call for alcohol. Your chance to chime in on the biggest stories of the day. 404-726-0929. We lost Richard Lewis today. Actor, comedian, and uh, we're asking what's your favorite TV show sidekick of all time? And it doesn't matter, all right? There are no wrong answers. Uh 726 Coming up, Abe's got you at 7 o'clock. Uh, Mike and I, tomorrow, by the way, we're going to head back up to Indy, talk to our buddy Zach Klein. Lauren Williams is going to talk Hawks with us as they get ready to play Brooklyn tomorrow. Um, and we'll be chasing some more football guests as well. Right. Tommy, you get us started on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Tommy. Hey, man.
1: Hey, brother,
2: it's easy. Ed McMahon for Johnny Carson Show. Nobody better. Ed McMahon, Mike. Oh, Johnny Carson. You are correct, sir.
1: I mean, yeah, I
3: mean, he knew his role, brother. And if you've ever seen, and Richard Lewis used to be on uh, the Larry Sanders show with Gary he Shanley. a sure lot. Uh the, the Jeffrey Tambor character that's based on Ed McMahon. That's another one, Jeffrey Tambor. I know that a lot of our audience is too young to remember Larry Sanders. For my money, the greatest... The greatest comedy show on TV ever. They showed you basically behind the scenes of like what a, a talk show
2: would be about. Larry Sanders was very funny, right. dude. Our he, generation would know him from arrested development. Good call. Tamar. Right. Yes. Nice, nice work. Swede, your own sports radio 929 the game. Swede, who is your favorite TV show sidekick of all time?
1: Hey man, first hey man. of all, I gotta say I was really worried about that six to six fifteen segment. I thought <laughs> you guys were gonna get a I thought you guys were gonna get a divorce. No. And I was going to have to sit on my deck all by myself and smoke a cigar without Carl and without Mike. I was shocked. No, I mean look. Anyway, I, I did have some. Hey! the veins were
3: popping out of my head. It would have You <laughs> know what, no, Carl? I, I can
1: see. I can what? see him it from was... here up in. I can see him in here up, from here up in Rome. It would look okay. good on TV.
2: It would look great on a uh, on a stream. Oh, yes, yeah, I agree with you on that. I do. Hey, he, uh, Swede, who do you got for us?
1: Okay. Uh, I got Demon Wilson from the Sanford and Son show because even though he was a co-star, he was really the sidekick to Red Fox, and he was terrific. And so that would be my choice uh, for me. Other than Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson, it would be Demon Wilson. Nice. Love your show, guys. Thanks, Thanks. man.
2: Appreciate it. Enjoy your stokey. You know what? Ed McMahon. Now, listen. Carson was great, right? But Mike, it, there is something to be said about having that guy that just sets you up and gets it right. Well, I
3: mean, he was—I mean, honestly, he was like a whipping boy. I mean, yes. he, I mean Johnny would be like, you know, just uh, Ed. Obviously, had a few more uh, two cocktails after I left. You know, I mean, they, they would just Ed would always be the butt of the joke when I mean, Don Rickles would come on. All right, Ed, please try Don, to keep try to keep up. By the way, Don
2: Rickles. Unbelievably funny.
3: I know that it. Some of it doesn't maybe stand the. T- unless oh. the relatability is an issue for a younger audience. But when you watch Carson, I'm still a Carson guy. I love Letterman too. I thought Jay Leno is kind of like a. You know, it, it's it's a lower end with more mass appeal. But
2: man, Carson on his game in the 70s, no. and 80s, nothing like it. No, 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 man. It was and, and everybody watched it. Like right. if your parents, the, the, everybody watched it. Uh, right. Tinker, you're on Sports Radio 92.9. The game. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, I'm like, sweet, I love it when you two check, your, uh, check each other's blood pressure. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got, brother? Who's, who's your guy on TV? I don't uh,
1: just like sweet, I'm going to go with Sanford and something. But for me, mm. I always liked it when Fred got in it
2: with uh, Esther. Esther. Sanford and ah, some. Watch many, it, sucker.
3: There's so many on that. I mean, <laughs> when she would show off in Fred. And, I mean, look, if, and again, Some of those Sanford Sun episodes, they couldn't be put on YouTube nowadays. So so much fun.
2: They were. How about
3: about Meathead? Since we're talking about all the shows that came up at the same, and were all produced by the same producer, Meathead. Yes. You know? Norman Lear. You're talking about Norman Lear? Norman Lear produced all of those
2: great, all those amazing sitcoms that changed the face of television. He really did. Jim, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We lose Richard Lewis today. He passed away. Who's your favorite TV show sidekick of all time? Hey, man. Hey, man. I got to go with BJ
1: Honeycutt. I just think that, that was such an amazing role—the polar opposite of Hawkeye. Yet they both had that same doctor, you know, right. Hippocratic oath thing going. It was really well written.
3: I like that because we're talking—you know—we're talking about sidekick slash ensemble cast. That's a good but, call. But I mean, Frank Burns. I mean Frank Burns. Remember they they were teaching the kids the Korean kids English. It's like and the kids like Frank Burns eats worms. It's <laughs> the love. That. And then later on it was uh, David Ogden Steers played the English or the Boston the
2: Boston Brahmin sure uh, major. Yeah, that that's good stuff. No, ah, it's a good call. You know what? Mash again was another right. great show. Uh is it Bain? Is it right? Bain. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey man.
4: Hey man. Hey, hey man. man. Hey What's man.
2: Thank thank you for having me on, guys. I live down here in Sharpsburg, Noonan. I'm gonna go way back, and I'm gonna say Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. (laughs) Love Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. Schultz. You didn't know whose side he was on.
3: Right. He was so incompetent, they'd always be able to blackmail him. Hogan. Hogan. I know
2: nothing. That was it. That's where it came from. I know nothing. I know nothing. Hogan's Heroes is great. Right. Uh, <laughs> another good show. My sister and I used to watch that damn show. It was right. on reruns. Richard, Young Richard Dawson. Yeah. Young, young Richard Dawson. Young exactly girl. right. Yeah. Rob, you finish things up tonight. Rob, who is your favorite TV show sidekick of all time? Hey man, hey man, I'm calling from the same area down in, down in Bell's neighborhood. How about Festus from Gunsmoke? Good call. Good call, <laughs> Marshall Dillon. Marshall Dillon. That's right. Uh,
3: Chester and Festus. We forget how big Gunsmoke was, Mike. dude. All those westerns, man. Bonanza, huge. And, and all the all the action stars of the '60s and '70s all got their start in those. There was you know Clint Eastwood or uh, Steve McQueen. All those guys were on those westerns. Good call.
2: Yeah. Hey man, good job, guys. Appreciate you dialing us up. Abe, what do you got coming up tonight? What's going on? We're going to take a run at the Carl Duke School of Teases here. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Right. Give me a grade. I'm sure it was just a coincidence. And uh, how can you not see the other side of things? Very good. That's a, that's a very like nice job. I do. That's a very nice job. You have been listening. I uh, cannot wait until 7 o'clock to see where this goes. Abe, you got a full three tonight? Full three? Yes, sir. All right. Stay right there, and he'll answer those questions for you. Let's clear our throat. Dukes and Bell are wrapping up another- show. So, it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Hey, thanks to Matt Berneram from SI.com. He was in Indy with us today. All the interviews online. Mike Johnson, you'll hear him on the morning shift, by the way, tomorrow. Great job in talking about his experience at the Combine and talking about Uh, what he liked, what he didn't like, and then telling you what he thinks we should do. Go check it out at odyssey.com. Grant McCauley talking about our Braves guys tomorrow. More from the Combine and obviously more of the Hawks, Mike. Can they make it three in a row? Oh, They look good, Mike. That would be a tray. Okay, you shouldn't have gone there. (sighs) Big O, great job behind the glass. Our engineer, Hmm. Turtle Executive Producing, Mike Bell. Clear your throat. Hey, man, we're just talking about the
3: Combine. I don't know. I mean, maybe this year I was going to watch more of the quarterbacks, but now that everybody's not doing the same stuff, it's kind of a buzzkill. So, yeah, we're not going to be privy to those interviews. That might be the best part of TV, put those interviews on television. I'd rather watch that than the three-cone drill. I guess I'll watch some of the edge rushers, but really want to see all the quarterbacks go toe-to-toe. Only Penix and some of the guys who need some help are going to be throwing. Everybody's
2: wondering what's going on with the Hawks. It's plain and simple. They look good. (laughs) Why do they look better? Because the ball is moving, and more importantly, they're playing better defense. Now, is that Trey's fault that he's not in there and this is transpiring the way it is? No. We but
1: play I, defense.
2: But I, thank you, Nate. But I like the way things look. Now, I don't know how many games they're going to win without Trey. Mike said it. They're better with Trey than they are without him. But the fact of the matter is, this shows us what maybe this team could look like if all the pieces were doing their job. And that is the most important thing. We'll see where it goes. Hey, if you love the show...
3: You tell your friends. If you don't... Turtle doesn't like the bench on your softball team.
5: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.